The Opinion Line on Cork's 96FM. A lot of talk, a lot of articles written in recent days and weeks about Molly Russell. You'd have heard her story. Uh, she was a little schoolgirl uh, in Britain. She died in November of 2017. Her inquest concluded that she died from the negative effects of online content. Effectively, Molly Russell was cyber-bullied to death. That would seem to be the summing up of it. In the conclusion at North London Coroner's Court, the coroner said she was at a transition period in her young life which made certain elements of communication difficult. She was exposed to material that may have influenced her in a negative way and in addition, what had started as depression became a more serious and disruptive illness. As we said, the poor child was literally uh, cyber-bullied to death and the question comes up again of what our children are exposed to, what they can find at a simple tap of an app on their phone. They have phones now at 8, 9 and 10. They have tablets at 10, 11 and 12. They can find all of this stuff and they can be bullied mercilessly and then it makes it worse when they see other stuff like that online. The Chief Executive of Cyber Safe Kids, Alex Cooney, has been on the show with me before and joins me again. Morning, Alex. It's a very upsetting story, Molly's story. She literally was bullied and exposed online to stuff that went and caused her death at the end of the day. Morning. Good morning. Yeah, thanks for having me on. Yeah, so this obviously relates to a case in 2017 um, involving, as you said, 14-year-old Molly Russell, who very sadly and tragically took her own life. And it was it, there was a coroner's uh, inquest over the last couple of weeks because her father, Ian Russell, had spoken out um, very uh, vehemently about the fact that Molly had been uh, exposed to a lot of content online which he felt contributed to her death so she had been looking at uh, suicide and self-harm content and he argued that the um the the sites that she was on so specifically instagram and pinterest had uh, exacerbated this problem by sending her you know pushing more content of this nature to her so she wasn't even actively searching for it she was being um, recommended this content so it became a really um, I suppose strong part of her feed that she was looking at every day so she was very very involved in this negative content she was yeah. vulnerable she was suffering from a this from depression and this content really um, exacerbated it and the coroner's findings last Friday basically confirmed that uh, this these the algorithms which which were ca- causing this content to be pushed towards her um, ha- had some responsibility for her ultimate death. So it's a, yeah. it's a significant finding. Yeah, it's it, it simply said the inquest heard that this should not have been available for a child to see. What what response has there been from Pinterest or from uh, Insta? So they both had to, or they they had representatives at the coroner's uh, inquiry, and uh, they, they they did re- express regret and remorse. And Pinterest, I think, were pretty 
clear that they were taking action against this kind of uh, content. Uh, The coroner criticised Instagram's representative. I think he felt uh, that her comments didn't go far enough. Like, she did apologise, but it wasn't, in his view, uh, taking the level of responsibility that uh, that the the platform should have done. Uh, It's, you know, it's a tragic outcome, Mm. and these things can be complex, but I, I think it is absolutely a time for online services to sit up and listen mm. because we as an organization have long argued that these environments at the end of the day they weren't designed with children in mind uh, they are not always safe places for children to be and any safeguards are often afterthoughts uh, to the fact so they are not designed with children's safety in mind and yet as we well know children are on there and they're on there in big numbers so this case very sadly serves to highlight the the real issue you know safeguards are like sticking plasters if the very design of the environment is putting children at risk which Mm. in this case this coroner's uh, report has basically said yes this child was put this vulnerable child was put at risk because of the way that that environment was designed Mm. we've discussed a hundred times here on this program and many other outlets, how hard it is, uh, Alex, if you see something, if you as an adult or I as an adult see something that, that I feel is totally unsuitable for children to see, and I can report that, and what will come back is it doesn't breach community standards, and you start to ask yourself, well, what the hell does yeah, I mean, we had uh, a case recently involving a school that had reached out to us and it was an account, there was an anonymous account set up uh, by, they suspected, pupils in the school so that the pupils had used the school logo and, uh, or I should say pupil or pupils, they didn't know who was behind it. And they were using this Instagram account to to uh, make allegations of a sexual nature against uh, pupils in the school, some of whom were first-year students, so 12, 13, and some teachers. And they reported this account. They variously got either no response or this doesn't reach the threshold. And that is very frustrating because the the content involved minors. It was, as as I said, of a sexual nature. It could be extremely upsetting if you were one of the people named and they absolutely, the, the account specifically named individuals. So, yeah, we need to move beyond uh, a situation where complaints of this nature are just ignored or or we're told that um, they don't meet the threshold. You know, Mm. clearly, uh, accusations of this nature against a minor um, should be against, that should reach the threshold. Yes. One commentator said it should send shockwaves through Silicon Valley. Will it? Um, I mean, Francis Haugen's testimony last year should have sent shockwaves through Silicon Valley. Um, You know, there was a report published shortly before her testimony uh, outlining that digital environments were inherently uh, risky and dangerous and designed to be, you know, so because they weren't taking into account that they were serving, you know, this kind of inappropriate content to children. So we've, we've seen revelations of this kind before. We've seen the likes of Facebook or now Meta hauled in front of Senate committees um and the kind of the, the the change that we're expecting to see as a result has been very slow to come now what we need is is stronger regulation so in the uk last year um a law came into effect called the age appropriate design code and we've seen this law re- replicated in other areas so that california just passed it as well and this is all about children's data and um, protecting children's data but ensure also ensuring that children are protected um 
because of their age in these online environments. So, you know, we are seeing some positive changes. And as a, specifically as a result of that, that new code, uh, the likes of, of um, Instagram and Google and TikTok were making changes because they didn't want to fall foul of that code. They mm -hmm. were going to be fined if they did. And we are seeing, a, you know, we saw recently the DPC issued a very large um, uh, penalty to Meta for breaches on Instagram service. So we are seeing some changes, but we need to accelerate it. We need to make it very clear and we need to be demanding uh, that these these uh, these services are designed, especially you know if they're going to attract children, mm. they need to be designed with children in mind, and we need they need to be protected. Uh, you know there was an extremely strong statement made by the former children. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Commissioner in the UK last year, just as she was finishing up her tenure, and she basically said, you know, children will, will the children of now will look back in the future uh, and and say to their 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 parents and their carers and the adults you know how did you let us you know how could this have happened it's like it's a bit she said it'll be a bit like looking back and saying god how did we ever allow children to go in cars without seat belts and and car seats you know so i think we we do absolutely need fundamental shifts and, and societal changes uh, in response to children being online we just absolutely haven't caught up yeah. with it yeah like we, we've two things that we know. We're told that these sites, these providers don't allow children under the age of 13 to have accounts. We know that. We also know that there are dozens of children under the age of 13 and hundreds of them that have accounts. So that particular bit isn't working. There are those who fear, Alex, that the ship has sailed, that the, the monster is now too big to control. Do judgments like this and findings like this help to bring that monster under control, do you think? Well, I mean, it was described as a, by by a, a leading campaigner in the UK as a tobacco moment. You know, like so. You know, we think of a, we think of, of landmark decisions um, it, like the one that basically uh, found that tobacco was harmful to human health. You know, and and subsequent changes then finally happened. But you know, there would have been huge lead up to that change and to that decision. And I think we're starting to see some of those questions and some of those decisions now being being made but i would argue we we need to accelerate it because you know all the while we're debating it uh children are online yes you yes. know they have huge access i mean you you just mentioned there that that children under 13 have accounts we just brought out as i, I know i spoke to you on the day like uh, when we brought out our annual report and we found of the four and a half thousand children that we surveyed all of whom were under the age of 13 so they were eight to 12 year olds 87 percent of them ha said that they had a social media account at least one in their name so you know that is uh, that is thousands of children yeah. who are under that age that's just from one survey you know so I think we can confidently say that the age restrictions uh, are not working. Yeah. And not only that, when children are accessing these sites, and, you know, in, technically Molly was 14, she was over the age of 13, but yet 
the content she was exposed to and the content she was being served through those services was entirely inappropriate and as the coroner has said you know has now acknowledged that it it in some way contributed to her sad decision to take her own life and there we go we we don't really know what was going on in molly's life that sent her down the path of looking for this stuff but we do know that once she started to find it the algorithms found more and more and more and more for her. That's yeah. got to stop. Uh, yeah, exactly. So she was being... But I, this is on the back of a report last year um, that I, I mentioned earlier by the Five Rights Foundation in the UK that studied uh, the, the design of, of some of these bigger um, uh, social media companies. And, fa- and it concluded that the design of these environments is absolutely putting children at risk. And it did, it, it worked with a, a research company to, to, find, to, to look at these findings and it set up um, profiles of children to investigate. And it absolutely, so, you know, say one of their accounts was looking at, you know, say a, a, a child or a child account that they had set up liked a recipe that could be maybe a, a diet type recipe you know within a few days they were being served up pro anorexia content because the algorithm was learning oh they have an interest in 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 food and they have an interest in kind of healthy food potentially diet food so within days they were suddenly being ex- exposed to more and more extreme content of this nature and that absolutely has to change you know it's not just humans going out looking for this stuff it's actually they are being manipulated by the yeah. design of these environments yeah, like there's loads of pages. Ask Anna for for young girls to get tips on how not to eat and how to cover up the fact that she's not eating. That's just sick. Pro anorexia content. Yeah, yeah, it's absolutely, and it has been named. So it's one of the areas of harmful content. So we have this online safety and media regulation bill coming down the tracks in Ireland. So. Even potentially before the end of the year, we will have that law passed. And that specifically addresses harmful content. And so it names things like pro-anorexia content, suicide, self-harm content, you know, that that, that platforms, and when I say platforms, I mean the likes of social media companies, the online gaming companies, that they are more responsible for the harmful content on their platforms. It needs to be a kind of zero tolerance type culture that this sort of content is not uh, tolerated on our platform and we're going to really, really active. Now they tell us that they actively remove you know tiktok produces these transparency reports periodically through the year and they tell us you know huge numbers volumes of content they tell us about the numbers of huge numbers of underage accounts that they shut but those numbers are meaningless um unless we understand the size of the problem and and we also know of course anecdotally that you know complaints are are sometimes ignored or they're just not you know responded to in a an adequate way so it is not being properly monitored and it still goes back to the design like we don't don't need a sticking plasters we need fundamental changes to the design there's also an interesting anomaly there in that some of this stuff gets through the community standards i'm using very large inverted commas here with my fingers gets through the community standards some of this stuff and yet bad language on a video does gets blocked on a harmless video. Yeah, I know. It's it's there's not a lot of consistency there. And I think we also need to be mindful that, you know, we've got the metaverse coming down the track. And these environments, when they're kind of more widely accessible and more sort of sophisticated in their 
in their design and development, these are going to feel very, very real. You know, it's going to feel like you are in that room. And so if abuse or harassment is leveled at you as a user in that environment, it's going to feel very real. So I think we need to, we have a lot of work to do to try and ensure that the appropriate regulation and, and mechanisms are in place before that becomes a more accessible reality yeah. for children, because they are going to want to be in those environments. You know, they're going to be wanting to be gaming in those environments. They're going to want to meet their friends in those environments. So, and we know that there are already problems and risks. You know, yeah. we've seen that from some of the early iterations. So yeah. we really, really need to start properly regulating this space. Lastly, Alex, and briefly, do, do you worry that the next Molly Russell is already sitting somewhere in this country or somewhere in this city watching this stuff? Oh, I worry all the time. And I say that as a parent of, of, of children who, who, you know, in secondary school and primary school, you know, I worry as a professional who sees uh, sees these things happening in the globally. So absolutely, I worry. And, and this is why, you know, we've got to make we've got to actually stop talking about all of these problems and put in place proper proper mechanism uh, mechanisms and regulation now i'm i'm hopeful that the online safety and media regulation bill can make a difference i'm hopeful that we're going to have a strong online safety commissioner with a, a robust mandate and proper resources who can uh, with their support of their office really hold these online services to account and you know one of the things that we'll be doing as cyber safe kids is monitoring that and engaging hopefully with the office to ensure that that is the case all right and hopefully we can talk again down the road in that regard that's alex cooney from cyber safe kids if you need help or you know someone who needs help the samaritans are there 24 7 it's free it's confidential 116123 you can contact pieta pieta at 1-800-247 just text help to 5144 body wise are at 01210-7906 or alex at bodywise.ie or if you want to go back to the Samaritans by email, it's joe, J-O, at samaritans.ie. Quartz 96 FM.